Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. It's like Westworld is real. It started with Jordan. (laughs) He was an early model, so he's not quite up to par. (laughs) (laughs) But we think with some updates. (laughs) Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on the Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Hey guys, this is Emma. I'm back from Mexico City because I have a little thing called professionality. It's attached to my face, obviously. Unfortunately for me, but fortunately for her sanity and sense of adventure, Claire is off on a two-week Euro trip, so everyone should just reach out to her on Instagram and Twitter, tell her how much you miss her, and let her know that her Instagram photos truly make her look like a Wilhelmina model, which, you know, some people would consider to be the top. Somehow, we'll all have to muddle through this week's recap without Claire, but luckily, I have a really excellent guest host here, Aaron Dark, who you might know, you know, beyond this podcast, <laughs> from really fantastic feminist shows like AMC's Dietland and Amazon's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, is here in studio today. Oh, hello. Hi. Thanks for getting up and coming in here to talk about some really important things like Colton and Jordan's modeling career. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's a Wilhelmina model, Emma. Yeah. There's only like 150 of those, apparently. <laughs> I Yeah. We, we really need to fact check this claim about male <laughs> models because I'm not sure. I just, I feel like I've seen more than 150 male Wilhelmina models like in the East Village on a Friday night <laughs> much less across the country. Wait, this is amazing. Wilhelmina Men is the unparalleled top male model agency in the world representing more male supermodels than any other model management company. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just believe there's more than a hundred Wilhelmina male models. I absolutely do. There are so many Wilhelmina models. It's there a very like, large agency. Yeah, there are like seventy that go to like my laser hair place alone. <laughs> like, yeah, they're all just gathering like at uh, Equinox. Yeah, there's exactly. two hundred <laughs> at the Equinox in Greenwich Village alone. Okay, but he's so, special because he lives in Florida. Yeah, maybe there are only 150 Wilhelmina male models in in Florida. Florida. (laughs) That's possible. (laughs) Okay, so we've got to get into the recap this week. We start out with just some really dramatic weather. Yeah, especially for Los Angeles. I was going to say, does L.A. 
often see these really intense rainstorms. No, but I feel like I remember when that one was because everyone I knew in L.A. was complaining about it. (laughs) Yeah, it must have been really notable. You can really date exactly when they were in the mansion because it was raining in L.A. For multiple days, it seemed. Yeah, it was like a shitty weather period that they do not know how to deal with. But what we did get, which I really enjoyed, was some great scenes of, like, all the dudes just cozying up, making eggs in, like, jammies and, like, cute little hoodies. I was kind of into it. Yeah, that's what I believe Jordan said about David. He's just cooking scrambled eggs all day. Is that an insult? I don't know. That sounds great to me. Yeah, I like I like a man who can, you know, make me some eggs. Yeah, I feel like he was, like, cooking for the other dudes as well. Like, it seemed like a nice thing. Yeah, Jordan's just, like, they are both grasping yeah, no, at straws I mean, they to are, go after each other. This yeah. is a mutual feud, and they're both acting like 12-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. I also did enjoy at some point at that beginning, like, montage where was, while Jordan was complaining about David, like, making eggs. He also at one point called him a dry chicken. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't I wasn't quite sure <laughs> what he was going for with that. I wasn't insult. either. I was like, I was like, I mean, I, I kind of like it. Don't know what it means. Yeah. I'm like, I sure, Jordan. I but mean, I'm can, kind of here. Yeah. I, some I can people, kind of see myself using that later. Just being like, oh, man, she is a dry, a dry chicken. chicken. That one. <laughs> <laughs> and David's only insult at that point to Jordan was that he spends a lot of time picking out his clothes. Yes. Like, my dudes, you got to find some better things to I be mean, upset about. Yeah, I was like, That's not an insult. That seems like it's just a fact. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. He does likely spend a lot of time picking out his clothes. Although, to be fair, there's not a lot to do in The Bachelor Mansion. Yeah. I'd probably spend a lot of time picking out clothes if I was and in The making Bachelor making eggs. Mansion. I'd yeah, spend a lot of time doing exactly both those things. That's exactly what I would be doing. <laughs> we get a little bit of, you know, foreshadowing that the Colton and Tia stuff is going to come up because Colton and Chris are having one of those, like, man chats about how, you know, Becca just needs to, like— move past the Tia stuff for him and Colton to, I mean, for her and Colton to actually have a relationship. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's also, so at this point, Colton says, like, Chris is the only person he's told this to, right? But then Jason seemed to know know, as well. Everyone else seemed to know later in the episode. But at that point, he was like, I like, I feel like there was a moment where he was like, you know, you're the only person I've told this to. Well, he said that to Jason later. And it was I was confused because obviously Chris had known before. See, This is the problem. I was saying when I came in, it's very early in the season and I'm having a really hard time keeping some of these dudes apart. To be fair, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And a lot of them are just not, like, the most, like, noticeable human beings seeing them for 10 seconds on TV. So I totally thought that both of those conversations were with the same person. (laughs) Fully different people. I now realize that they are fully different people. (laughs) They're both brunettes. So you have that going. Brunette white dudes. Yeah, they're both brunette white dudes. I mean, I understand. With, like, I feel like they both have bad hair. They do, but it's different. Different it's bad different hair. different bad hair, okay. <laughs> so Chris Harrison shows up. He says not everyone will get dates this time. There's going to be two group dates, one one-on-one. The first group date, Wills, Jason, Jordan, David, Jean Blanc, and Colton. 
it's time to relax. I liked a group date that only had six bros on it. Yeah. I actually feel like I know who all of these men are after that date. Yeah, rather than just like the mass of human men being forced to do some crazy activity. Exactly. Yeah, it sort of seemed, yeah, you sort of felt like you got like a little bit more time with each of them. And I guess they couldn't put that many people on this date because certainly, okay, first of all, they were not at an actual spa, right? No, they were That looked like, like a weird classroom. Yeah, I was going to say, put. I feel like they were in like an empty office. Yeah, like. they just like threw a bunch of like massage chairs and some yeah. like buckets to. If that was a spa, it is a sad spa. <laughs> That's not a spa that you want to be going no. to. If you walk into that spa, turn around, <laughs> no matter how good the Groupon was. Oh, it's totally a Groupon spa. Yeah. An office turned Groupon spa. Yeah, or you get there and you're like, oh, I see. I'm getting what I didn't pay for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then you probably have some random men show up and they have to do your nails and they do a terrible job. Terrible job. I mean, but it did seem, I will say, like, it seemed like they were rocking out some massages. I would, I mean, I would take that. Yeah. Yeah. So the six guys... Uh, show up and Becca has yes. corralled her girls. Becca, baby Becca, Cien, Kendall, Caroline, and Tia. So the crew of women who were on the after the final rose. Yeah. Um, and they're there apparently to like weed out the guys to ask them tough questions, except we didn't see them talking to each other at all. No. We saw no questions asked. It was a real <laughs> missed opportunity. I wanted to see the women like interview these guys, decide which ones were cool, which ones weren't. Like, we didn't get any of that. No, but I feel like it's hard because they just threw them all into this office spa. <laughs> like, it's not like they were, like, in a house where they could go into different rooms and there different was nothing people could they talk could to do. do it. Like, it was literally, it was, like, you know, 12 people thrown into a what didn't seem large office spa. It was clearly designed to get Tia and Colton into the same room and make that awkward. And I was sad that we didn't get a Tia and Colton debrief. Yeah. I was expecting it. I was, yeah, I was sort of surprised that they didn't talk to each other. Like, Becca talked to Tia and Becca talked to Colton, but I didn't actually see, like, Tia and Colton talk to each other I don't think they did, or if they did have some sort of one-on-one, we didn't see it, which was an interesting choice. I feel like it was kind of shitty for Tia. It's just like a shitty position to be in. Yes. So from what we can gather, they were DMing, FaceTiming, texting for a couple of months because she said it started before the season aired, which was, yes, the beginning, very beginning of January. It started airing. The Bachelor starts airing like right around New Year's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then it cut off when he found out he was going on the show, which could have been a few weeks uh, or uh, even like a week ahead of time. Right. Like who knows? So this could have been a full two month thing. They apparently only saw each other once. I did read somewhere that they flew to LA and met up in LA because neither of them are are from LA. Uh, And, but then I guess they only made out. Yeah. She said they didn't do more than make out, which I mean, from my understanding, she's fairly religious and he is, Says he's a virgin. Oh, right. I forgot about yeah, that. So, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, perhaps that tracks. But I still got the feeling that Tia was very uncomfortable. They shared that 
cringeworthy meeting of the eyes yes. and the awkward smiles. Like, oh well, God. and it was also like, did you know it? So like when Becca goes to introduce them all, she forgot Jason's name. Yeah, that Very was relatable incredible. moment. But it was also, if you noticed, it was because she introduced Colton. And I think there was like this moment where she was very aware of the she tension in the room and she got like startled because it went Colton and then she turned to Jason and couldn't remember his name. But I think there were like, but like that's why I wonder like how many people in that room knew how crazy awkward that was. I don't know. Like the, we're so the other, the women, other dudes just sitting all there. All the like, women knew. All the women they knew, obviously. Out, they had found out at least right before. Right. And we think... I was a little confused about how Becca wouldn't have known that Tia was talking to this guy if she was talking to him for months leading up. Because they had gone away together, like she and Caroline and Tia had gone to Florida. I mean, maybe Tia's very private and didn't want to say anything. She might be. It's also like if you're just like, if it's like DMs and, and texting, you might not you want to share. Yeah, you might not want to share. Especially, Especially if you if, haven't like met the person yet. And if the network is still deciding who's going to be Bachelorette, maybe. yeah. Yeah, that's true, because at that point... It could have been... I think it, he likely thought it was going to be Tia, which she I, she said as much. Yeah. I think that's probably true. Yeah. I think if what happened to Becca hadn't happened to Becca, it maybe would it have, have been, been Tia. Tia. It yeah. would have been Tia. Um, Absolutely. It wouldn't have been Lauren. No. <laughs> no. God, can you imagine that season? No, oh, dear Lord. No, I don't want no to. No one has spoken for 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes of television. <laughs> But that's the thing. I just, like, felt bad for, for Tia. I f- sort of felt like... Because, like, uh, that's the thing. Like, Colton was there, and I felt bad for him and the awkwardness, but he's clearly like, I've moved on. I'm into Becca. I just want to, like, shut this down. Tia's sort of the person who, like, walks into this room and sees, like, I mean, a sort of ex, a person that she liked enough to talk to for a couple months, whose purpose there is to express to another woman that he no longer likes her. <laughs> yeah, it's a very uncomfortable situation, and Tia handled it really well. And yeah, she was extremely. She gracious to Becca. I, I liked that she really drove home, you know, I hope that he's here for you. And that's a, just a really, I don't know that I would have been able to be so selfless. <laughs> I might have been like, get that dude out of here. <laughs> Maybe. But that's the thing that's been so awesome about, like, I mean, the only awesome thing, in my opinion, about Ari's season, um, but sort of leading into that, this season is like the girl love. Like, it's there's really like some refreshing. real lady love. Between those ladies. And I feel like you could really see that in that interaction last night. Like when they both told each other they loved each other and like hugged at the end. I was like, man, this is the love story I want. I know. I I always say that. I always say that. And it's true. And I do suspect that we are going to see a majority of these women, if not all of them, on Paradise. Probably. I also wonder if we'll see them again in this season of Bachelorette. We might. At least... Maybe like a Tia or a Caroline. Yeah. I think they're her Becca's closest friends. I hope we see them on Bachelor in Paradise and I hope they like I think so. I hope they also like find some good new dudes to bring in. I hope some of those winter games dudes come back. I I think I read that they might be bringing some internationals in. Yeah. They need to. It was getting a little bit incestuous. But I do think it's gonna be mostly Ari's girls and then Becca's dudes and the Becca's dudes yeah like Jordan once I would just put money well, on the yeah. fact that he's in Paris I mean we all they're gonna to... just ship him immediately <laughs> yeah, there from, from there from the mansion to Mexico well because he's great entertainment like <laughs> she I mean will never end up with him nor should she but 
man, am I enjoying watching him on television. So wonderful. It's like the perfect combination of like dumb but with a massive ego. That's just like you can't write that shit. No, I was texting with a friend. I was like, is he a real human person or is he a male fembot? And she was like, maybe that's the big reveal that they keep teasing. Right. Like, and I was like, yeah, it's like Westworld is real. Westworld it started real. with Jordan. He was an early model, so he's not quite up to par. <laughs> but we think with some updates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I feel like the Bachelor franchise would be great testing ground for realistic sex robots. Yeah, for realistic Westworld robots. Yeah. Oh, Becca has a very relatable moment when she says, I'm so happy I shaved my legs today. (laughs) But there was also a part of me that was like, girl, you are the bachelorette. Are you telling me you are not shaving your legs every day? No, she probably is. She probably is. She probably has to. They're probably shaving her legs for her. They're probably waxing everything. (laughs) Oh, God. I know. It sounds exhausting to be the bachelorette, honestly. But she's handling all of this really well. I'm really enjoying her. I mean, she's definitely, like, you know, like, if I had to, like, rate my bachelorettes, she's above, like, JoJo for me. Yeah. Rachel and Caitlin are, I mean, Rachel know, and Caitlin just are just, special. like, they set the bar so yeah. high. The other part of this date that I loved was Jean Blanc, who apparently brought his own yes. hair tool. Scalp what do you massager. call it? The scalp massa- massager. Those things are amazing, first Those of things all. are amazing. And I have long advocated that there should be... A hair-playing spa treatment. Yeah. Because what woman or, you know, man with some luscious locks doesn't want someone to just play with their hair for, like, 60 minutes? Yeah. I I mean, I would pay for it. Yeah, me too. It's, like, the best part of being an actor is that, like, you go in in the morning and someone else does your hair. <laughs> <laughs> so you just get to, like, sit there while someone else, like—and sometimes it's even, like— tugging and weird shit but there is still something just like yeah. so relaxing You're just like your eyes are slowly yeah. closing You're oh like, yeah I know people who nap in the hair chair for sure fair like, yeah well, I can't Jean Blanc was Jean Blanc. on point on point man he knows what women want yeah scalp massages yeah <laughs> scalp massages so then we head to the night portion Tia and Colton, we don't really see any sort of resolution, I guess, except for a resolution between Tia and Becca. Um, I, I assume this is going to come back around, but, you know, but they sort the of part ways. Yeah. I wish we had gotten more, but I... But that's the thing. Becca seemed to feel like it was resolved. She wants to make out with his face. Yeah, she does yeah, want to make out with his fair. face. So Jason, of course, kicks off this night portion <laughs> by making a little speech, like... We want to carry forward this good energy. Jean Blanc's like, yes, everyone has carried themselves like men of integrity t- today. We should definitely continue that trend. It's just the most beautiful. The producers must have just been like, yes, <laughs> set it up for the biggest fall possible. <laughs> they all have their nails done, which I enjoyed. Some of them took it off, but some of David them... and Jordan did not. Yeah. Maybe it was just like a marker. But I did enjoy that for like the rest of this evening's portion, like later when Jordan goes on his monologue and sort of breaks down, like when they did the close-ups, like he would put his hand up to his face and he had those red nails and it just made it better. Yeah. And David had blue. They were just like really in opposition to each other. 
Um, what do we learn during this date? Oh, Jordan makes the oddest comment. I mean, all of his comments. <laughs> but, but he says, I rubbed Becca's feet. It was just great to feel her dissolve into her chair. I wrote that down, too, because I was like, what? I don't. <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying? Also, like, when you're rubbing someone's feet, can you feel? I don't actually think you can, like, feel them, like, melting into the chair. I don't. I don't, nothing, no. I, I don't know why I'm trying to reason around this <laughs> comment, but I don't know. We do get a really cute little interaction between Becca and Jason, who's really growing on me. Yeah. He's so cute. Yeah. I know. I wish he didn't have the terrible hair. He's an intense uh, yeah, widow's I called peak. Him, I, I was trying to remember people last night, and I think I nicktame, nicknamed him Eddie Munster Peak. <laughs> Um, but that's the thing. I just want to like. I just want to take like eighty percent of the hair gel out of his hair, I know, and then he didn't I feel flick like it back that's so the thing. much. He flicks it back like some sort of like Wall Street movie villain, and I'm like, you seem like a nice dude. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to give him some styling advice. Yeah, if he ends up on Paradise, I mean, you know, he'll sweat it out. I was gonna say that gel yeah, won't stand exactly. up to that humidity. <laughs> It might be good for him. But I'm now thinking that Jason is going to do really well. I think so. I mean, that's the thing. He seems... Yeah, he seems just really sweet. She seems really comfortable with him. She even says, I have a little crush on you. You make me nervous. Which was yeah. a very cute moment. Yeah. Jason also seems like a nice, calming presence among the men. He's like... Not really a shit stir. He's someone people seem to be able to confide in. The other guys seem to like him. Yeah. He's a good vibe. And he also, like, like when shit, like, went down with, like, David and Jordan later, the amount that he was, like, laughing, like, enjoying. But, like, I feel like it was, like, that same, um, like, I it was exactly how I would be, where he would, like, alternate between, like, embarrassed and thinking it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, as he's just, like, a calm outside observer yeah. who can just enjoy what's happening but not be in the middle of it. It's yeah. a good quality. Yeah. They clearly stacked this date with... Half drama, half the chillest the dudes chillest in the house. Dudes. Because obviously Colton had his own little drama, but he's not like a naturally dramatic person. But he had his thing. David and Jordan are just always going to be around each other until they implode and both get kicked off. And then Wills, Jean Blanc, and Jason are just like there for the fucking ride. Yeah, man. Just so chill. Really into all three of them, I will say. Yeah, although, did they even show her, like, have a moment with Wills? Not really, but we got some amazing reaction shots of Wills just oh, yeah. shielding himself. And when Jordan <laughs> Jordan keeps talking, and at one point he just says, got it. <laughs> like, Jordan is going on. Okay, guys, so Jordan makes a few claims during mm -hmm, this date. Mm -hmm. One, he says he got a notification from Tinder that he got 4,000 matches in 2017. Okay, I'm not sure. We I will say um, my colleague Maxwell is emailing Tinder to fact check these claims. And if we get word back from them, I will interrupt the podcast today. <coughs> but I've never heard of such a notification. Maybe it does exist. And I guess if you're swiping on tons of people every day of the year, it wouldn't be that hard to get 4,000 matches. It still sounds like a You'd lot You'd have to, to get me. like, what is it, 12 matches a day? 
that still seems like a lot. I mean, that's it's like literally really easy. talking about like every day. Right. That's that's the, and he says he didn't do it every day. Yeah. He tried to be like, yeah, you know, occasionally. I was like, I... he also said he's very selective. Okay, yeah. There's no <laughs> way you get no four thousand matches if you're very selective. <laughs> Those two things are in opposition. But the even more wild claim he yep. made. Yep, yep, yep. Was that David David is just needling him. He says, What do you think your matching percentage is, Jordan? And Jordan says, One hundred percent. Yeah. That is a wild claim. Anyone who has online dated knows, first of all, the algorithm intentionally serves you. People who haven't matched with you mixed in with people who have because it's a game. They've gamified right. it so that you are you want to keep going. You're getting enough, but you're not getting ev- like everything. Yeah. It just actually wouldn't make sense. I don't believe anyone has a perfect swipe to match rate. I'm going to say it. Yeah. I mean, unless you've swiped on like one person. No, but apparently he swiped on like four thousand. Well, exactly. I don't think anyone just. I Yeah. I call bullshit, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, the whole thing is just... Also, what a weird thing to bring up on a date. <laughs> like, uh, like, just what a weird thing to bring up and then to brag about and then to lie about. <laughs> well, and then, of course, David is just a little shitster. I know a lot of people are kind of down on David. I'm still sort of into him I, mean, I feel like I know people like him and so maybe that's yeah, why I sort I of enjoy it I also feel like if I was like stuck in a house with like n- literally nothing to do with Jordan for <laughs> weeks it would be really hard not to play with him yeah yeah like it's not the kindest way to act but no. and I do think ultimately it will be David's undoing oh, but yeah. I'm in I'm enjoying it yeah, I am too. It makes for great TV. He also is so transparent. He goes to Becca. He's like, "Well, I'm not one to throw people under the I bus." No, I was like, "But he was like, yeah, he was literally like, I don't throw people under the bus, but there is a bus coming, and Jordan has a date with it because he swiped on every woman on Tinder, and he has four thousand matches." Yeah, and then Becca, who obviously is not into Jordan. Just goes up to him and is like, ah, Jordan, 4,000 matches, eh? And Jordan just becomes enraged. Yeah. He's like, you're a skeleton of a man, David. (laughs) And David just responds by saying, you know, I have trouble achieving 100% success rates in all walks of life. Cheers to you. (laughs) They're just going after each other. And then David looks for backup and all the other dudes are like, nah. No, they all just were like, We will not be participating. Yeah. Um, Wills has probably like fully burrowed under the couch yeah, by that he point. He was like trying to make himself a part of the furniture. Yeah, like. He and Jason were just like behind scarves <laughs> yeah. and like. <laughs> oh God! Um, but Jordan talks <laughs> to Becca and he explains that he's like a golden retriever as a partner. He's loyal. He's dependable, and he loves a good girls' day. I mean, good qualities. Yeah, but he also, like, I have to say, I feel like he had a weird pause in that speech as well. Because first he said, like, I cook, I clean, I'm a golden retriever. And then there was the pause. And then he was like, I'm loyal. Which, so, like, I was watching it being like, do you think cooking and cleaning are golden retriever qualities? <laughs> he grew up with a very intelligent he had a golden smart retriever. Dog. Oh, I enjoy him so much, though. Then he says that gross thing where he goes, 
you are something that I would like to see myself next to, Jordan. Yeah. Also wrote that down. Yeah. Jordan. Let's talk about a little thing called dating women. Women are not objects. Nope. They're not things. Nope. They're actually humans. Yep. He might not be familiar because he himself might not be a human. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let it slide if he doesn't. There is fact. a problem in the code, Emma. <laughs> yeah. If he does, in fact, turn out to be a Westworld robot, then I will let this one slide. But Otherwise, that's, the thing that's no. fascinating to me about just like listening to him talk. At that moment, you are something I'd like to see myself next to. Like the thing it also made me aware of is that like Jordan is one of those particular people where like he talks to Becca and how into her he is. And at no point does he ever say anything that he actually likes about her. Like it's all about him. He's a good partner. He's yeah, an like, amazing He's an person. amazing. But like I don't know if he's ever said like, hey, Becca. I like your nose or like literally Did he ask anything. Her any questions? No, I don't think so. I think he just talked about dishwashing golden retrievers and like. Right. She asked him questions. Yeah. I've also never seen anyone look more repulsed than Becca did when he went in to hug her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think we can safely say that he is a producer's pick. <laughs> Are you saying that Becca is not truly into him? I mean, (laughs) I'm not going to put words in anyone's mouth, but I'm going to go out on a limb. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a real limb here and say that it is not her choice. He is still there. (laughs) So then after, of course, Jordan and David continue to bicker and we get what is arguably one of the best monologues of bachelorette history. It's pretty good. Like, it might be better than the Waboom thing. Yeah. I mean, for its sheer, like, confidence, it might be. I was only, the only thing I was sad about was that they teased it. So, yeah. Like, like, especially the, you know, attached to me is professionality, which that sentence is golden. Stunning. And I was really sad that I'd already heard it. About five times. About it's five been in times. all the promos. Yeah, it's been in all the promos. And I just felt like you could have you could have picked something else and, and just saved that delicious treat for those <laughs> of us who tune in to watch. Aaron, as the actor mm-hmm. among us, yep. would you be willing to do a dramatic reenactment? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just think it, you know, this is a monologue you should probably use in future auditions. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> you think I'm a joke? I'm a Wilhelmina model. I don't think you know what that means. I have an image. If you're trying to tear down my image and my three-year contract, it's actually pretty serious. It's something some people consider consider at the top. So if you're trying to do that, you're failing at it because it's in everything I do. Attached to me is professionality. It's my face. It's in everything I do. It is my walk. It's my talk. If you're trying to wreck my image, then you'll never succeed. Because my image is me. Oh, wow. It just got chills. Yeah. It just got chills. Yeah, man. It's in his walk. It's in his walk. His talk. His face. I mean, he's got something in his talk. <laughs> I, I I feel like I if I was another man, I'd be like, the date is over. We have to go home. Like, we've the show's peaked. Should we shut down production? Like, <sighs> man, I don't know. I just think I would be, like, laughing so hard in a corner. Wills and Jason, but w- yeah. well, Jason right after just says, that was fucking <laughs> awesome. 
I mean, <laughs> Wills is just like silently swearing to himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's good that, like, at that point, you think she was talking to Colton. And then he got the rose and the date was over. Because could you imagine if you had to try and go back into a date with Becca after that? No. I would be like, I genuinely am not trying to throw anyone under the bus. I just have to <laughs> tell you what he just said. Yeah, you're like, look. Yeah. Like, I just have to tell any person yeah, I encounter. I just have to talk about this for the next three weeks of my life. I mean, it's all I'll be talking about, yeah. clearly. So, yeah. So then we have Becca and Colton's little makeup. She clearly is just like... This is one of the three dudes I'm actually attracted to, so I'd like to make out with him. So I'm just going to pretend this Tia thing is fine. We talked about it. We're good. (laughs) Yeah, it was one of those funny ones where it was like I was watching the conversation and I was like, man, it still seems like there's a lot here. And then she was like, it's resolved. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I know. At first I questioned it and then I was like, oh, she has had to spend a lot of time with men like Jordan, and she's like, I'm attracted to this guy. I, can I make out with someone I actually like? Well, yeah. I also think, like, he clearly does seem to be interested in her. He says so, it. So, like, yeah. So, like, I feel like if if Tia's given you the okay, clearly even if he did have, even if he did go in hoping that the Bachelorette was going to be Tia, if he has now gotten there and developed feelings for Becca and is into her, then so what? Right. I do think we'll see this come back around, but for now, uh, you know, I get it. And, yeah, if Tia is not going to say, (coughs) hey, I have feelings for this guy. I don't want you to date him. Then, like, Becca doesn't have a responsibility to shut it down. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, he says there's a lot he wants her to know about him and then proceeds to say nothing about himself. They just make out. Yeah. We've learned we learned nothing about Colton. Yeah, he wanted her to know about the inside of his mouth. But I'm bunch. So they make out a bunch. Uh, he gets the rose. Yeah. And Jordan is just convinced that the only reason he didn't get the rose was because is because of, of David and yeah. the 4,000 Tinder matches. Oh, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> Jordan says to David, I've never seen a chicken so happy. I think I'm going to start being very implicit with my strategy. Yeah. It's yeah. like, my dude, I think you mixed up implicit and explicit. Yeah. Yeah, he's not the best with words. <laughs> we all have our strengths. Or is he the best with the words? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, <laughs> I love him. Yeah. yeah like... <laughs> You're like, I am a fangirl. I have like a t-shirt with his face yeah. on it. But I think he might be one of the dumbest people. That yeah, we've encountered. But so confident. It's fa- it's a fantastic combination. It's such an amazing combination. Like, it's such an amazing combination. I really, like, I only hope that I get to play a role like that someday. Just that confident <laughs> and that dumb. That will be real gender equality in pop culture when women can be Jordan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's what I just like sometimes when I watch Jordan I just think of that like my favorite t-shirt I've ever seen that's just like God grant me the confidence of a mediocre white man. Yes. And I feel like Jordan is like the human embodiment of that. He is. But like even elevated. Yeah. He's like the the most mediocre of the mediocre white men. Yeah. But more and the confident. most confident. <laughs> yeah. Than most of them. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has confidence for days. Yeah. So confident that he's going to be very implicit with yeah. strategy. 
We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with a lot more on this episode of The Bachelorette, specifically David's busted face. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like 
vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. I'm back at the house, Chris 
gets the one-on-one date. Oh, yes. Garrett is sad. I don't care, Garrett. I know. I can't. I just. It's really hard It's now. really hard because Garrett is coming off very sweet in this whole date. I know. And I'm sure he has sweet qualities, but I just, I can't, I can't separate it. I can't separate it either. And I think it's hard knowing that none of that stuff came out until after it was wrapped. So, like, I, I watch it knowing that it's never going to be addressed on the show. And I find that, like, really hard because he's really good at seeming really nice. But And I'm sure he is really nice to yeah. those people. You know, yeah. I mean, let's be clear. If you, you can express support for some pretty horrific views and still be nice to individuals in your life. Yes. Uh, and that's, you know, what's complicated about this stuff because you don't want someone who has been nice to you to also, like, hold really abhorrent views or if not, you know, personally hold them, endorse them. Right. But, yeah, it's just upsetting because clearly she's into him. Clearly the other guys really like him. And I just – I can't let myself fully get – No, me I neither. can't be invested in him. No, me neither. I'm just kind of grossed out. Yeah. So – I was actually relieved that Garrett did not get the one-on-one. Yeah, me too. But I, I from the, like... Yeah, I think he gets it next week. I think week. he gets it next week, yeah. yeah. From the teaser, I was like, ooh, that looks like her kissing Garrett on a romantic day. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of that this season. Yeah. Uh, so they go to Capitol Studios. And yeah. Grammy award-winning artist Richard Marks is there. Can you believe? <laughs> <laughs> when he said, Richard Marks, what was your reaction Nothing. Who? <laughs> yeah. Like, and then I did a little bit of Googling and realized, like, maybe I should know who Richard Marks yeah. is because he's married to Daisy Fuentes. Oh, I did not know and that. And he used to be married to Penny from Dirty Dancing. Huh. Yeah. And I also, like, then he started playing that song. Yeah. And, and I was like, like, oh, I've oh, heard yeah, that song. I do know that song. Yeah. I just feel like they should have had him, like, playing that song when they walked yeah, in. There was no facial recognition for me. No. And, like, the way that she said it, I was like, like, she Becca's, didn't. Neither of them knew yeah, who he was. Yeah, I was going to say, Becca's what? How old is she? Like, 27? 27, 28, yeah. There's no way that she was like, oh man, I'm huge. And Mark's the fact fan. that all of them, like, first Chris was like, and then we walked in, and Grammy award winning <laughs> artist Richard Marks was there. And then we see them walk in, and Becca's like, Richard? Grammy Award winning, just an artist. Like his name is Richard Mark. She hugged him like they had been friends for a while. I think she's that kind of person. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they I had met. He's like a I'm Grammy sure winner, Emma. You yeah. can't just hug him like you know him. <laughs> he's a Grammy Award winning artist. <laughs> and that's the only thing they know about him. Yep. And they know that one song, which is the same. One song I'm guessing that I would know. Becca was delightfully tone deaf, and I love that yeah. they just made her sing on national TV. It was it was actually endearing. Yeah. No, I liked that. Yeah. Um, yeah Richard pressure. is going to help them write their love song. Chris just looks. Oh my god, Chris's horrified. face when he said those words. I was like, it looked like someone just like killed his puppy. Yeah. <laughs> He's scared. He's he doesn't want to be vulnerable. And break down his walls. Yeah. And be open and vulnerable. Well, and vulnerable and open. Sad backstory about that. Yeah. No, that was sad. He, his parents got divorced when he was really young. And I guess his, it seems like his father was absent and yeah. kind of left. And he wrote his dad a letter five years ago and never heard back. It's really, like, That's really, really horrible. Really horrible. Horrible. So writing feelings is apparently a trigger for him now. Yes. That's what he said. Or he just really doesn't want to participate in this date, and I would accept either explanation, yes, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. 
Because um, it looked stressful. I will see, say, though, that as far as bad poetry on The Bachelor goes, like, his was nowhere near the worst. No. I just, like, don't... Weren't they supposed to be writing a song? Why did it all rhyme? <laughs> I guess because if you're given a task, like, the difference between... They're like, okay, how do I write lyrics? I guess I, guess. I make them rhyme. <laughs> I guess. Or maybe Becca did it, and then Chris was like, I guess I'll do no, that, They clearly too. had to have, like, written theirs at some... I definitely just, like, had a moment where I was like, Why no, does it have, why to, does rhyme? It have yeah. to rhyme? <laughs> I know. Songs don't normally rhyme. I mean, to be I mean, fair, sometimes I guess they do. Sometimes, but not, like, not, rhyming couplets. No. Like, no, not like a poem. Yeah. They just wrote a poem. And that's the thing. I would be more stressed out if you were, like, write your feelings down, and they have to rhyme. <laughs> But they did it. They did and it. And they rhymed. I didn't yeah. write down any of the oh, quotes Becca's from this. Oh, was something about, like, you made me smile on a rainy day, and now I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, yes. That was it. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. I mean, I think I'm just so, like, my walls have been so built up. I'm, like, my tolerance for bad poetry is so high now right. on this show that I was like, oh, not half bad, guys. Oh, I mean... Yeah. I'm, after all that stress. Yeah. That's the thing. After all that stress from him, he's has ended up being like... His was sweet. And it was, you know, included words that I... I was like, oh, he has a vocabulary. Like, yeah. this is good. Speaks well for him. And Becca is like, that gave me the chills. Maybe it was better in the room, Emma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, she found it attractive that Chris was uncomfortable and pushed through it, which I, I get. That is... It's a good quality. Yeah. I also thought she was really sweet. When she went out and talked to him, I felt like she... Oh, yeah. She just handled... She, like... I just felt like handled it really well. I, like, I thought it was actually, like, a really sweet moment sort of in how they both dealt with that. Um, yeah, that was sweet. Given how weird the situation is. Yeah. It's like, this is your first date. You've had two conversations. Write a love song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, he he ended up doing, I think, doing really well. And they had a really nice conversation later that night about um, his father and the divorce. And she clearly, you know, related to an extent um, in terms of, like, having that loss of a parental figure with yeah. her dad having passed away. And yeah. I thought... You could see them connecting on that. Yeah, it was nice. It seemed like a thought, like after the Richard Marks awkwardness was over, it seemed just like an like they had like a nice dinner. Yeah, I was not into Chris at all because he didn't give a great showing the first episode. Like he's the one who brought up the like right reasons, whatever, with oh, right. Chase or right. yeah. Um, and so I wasn't sure about him, but he. I actually think that they had a pretty nice. Connection. Yeah. They seem to get along. I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be final four, but yeah. I think he, he might be like final top six or seven. Yeah. Oh, and then Richard Marks came back and played that one song that we know again. <laughs> he had a big day. <laughs> he had a big day. This was a big marketing day for Richard Marks and Tinder. <laughs> and this Tinder. episode yeah. brought to you by Richard Marks and Tinder. Uh, back at the house, <laughs> Jordan is like Colton. I have a question. Do you want me to ask it one on one? Or in front of the group. And Colton at first is like, man, like, yeah, the group. And he starts asking about Tia. And immediately Colton just, like, cuts it off and is like, no, 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 no. That's one-on-one. That's one-on-one. 
Yeah, he did not want to talk about that. And it was like, but I loved because then um, he was like, you know, they were like, why won't you talk about this? And he's like, I just don't want to like talk about like, I'm, he's like, I'm not going to ask you guys about your ex-girlfriends. And then <laughs> Jordan was like, you guys made me talk about my Tinder matches in front of everyone. And someone else was just like, you brought that up. <laughs> I think, to be fair, he didn't bring it up to David, and David re-brought it up. But, yes, he had brought that up himself. Yeah, you don't. It's not like someone just turned to Jordan and was like, How many Tinder matches yeah, how many you Tinder got? Matches you got? <laughs> Who counts? No one counts their online it's, dating app matches. I mean, I guess if you get a notification. <laughs> I, I need to know this so badly, whether this is a real thing. Also, I wrote down another Jordan quote, but I have no idea... What the context was? Oh, what was it? I talk to God every day, and God knows. Oh, yes. What was that about? Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? But I do like that Jordan thinks he's conversing with God on a daily basis. <laughs> and God is affirming him, yeah, obviously. God is affirming him. <laughs> that is the thing. That's where that—I mean, that is, like, the ultimate confidence when you're, like, literally— I. I talk to God and he approves of me. <laughs> every day. Every Not day. Even like once in a while. No, like every day I wake up in the morning. God takes and time. God to is speak like, to me. you're great, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm just picturing Jordan like in his bunk bed in the mansion. Like, Thanks, big guy. Thanks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, so we have one more group date. But first, <coughs> David is injured. The most dramatic so injury. So dramatic. I love that they dragged <coughs> this out so incredibly. I knew that there was no chance he had gotten even gotten in a fight with someone. Because no. the way that they were misdirecting it and yeah. teasing it so much, I'm like, he something fluke happened. Something crazy happened. But Jordan is just, you know, sitting in the living room looking smug while David is being, being taken out on a stretcher. And all Lincoln is like, don't die. Yeah. He's like, I hope he makes we, it. Yeah. I was like, I... Okay, Lincoln. But it does also sound like there was a lot of blood. A lot of blood. It must have been very startling. Staircase level blood. I can see how people were like really freaked out. Really freaked out, yeah. So apparently, what happened, which is just, I mean, we know he's okay, so I think it's okay to be to laugh about this a little bit. Yeah. That he fell out of the top bunk face first onto a stone floor. I have always thought those beds were death traps. How there this was never no happened railing. before? There this. was no railing or anything. I've slept on top bunks at summer camp, like as a child, and like never rolled out. See, I've like always bet if there isn't like a little bit because those don't even have like like I had a bunk bed that had like it had a little bit of a ledge enough that if if you started to roll you would feel it. But those are like it's just a platform I've with slept the mattress. On, yeah, I've slept slept on See, like, uh, if bunk I was, beds that don't have a rail. If I was sleeping on that bed, I would be sleeping like far All the way wall to the wall. Side. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, I. No, I mean I'm sh- I'm shocked that this hasn't happened before, and I didn't realize that the floors were all stone. stone. That is really painful. Um, ben and Ashley, I had a doctor on their podcast today, <laughs> which was amazing, and they asked him how he was like. I see children fall out of bed and get hurt, but like adults, it's rare. Um, it's because adults don't sleep in top bunks very right. often. He said also just your body usually 
just recognizes when you're at the ledge. But there's, yeah, he was explaining how it could have, the various ways that it could have happened. Um, he also said that if you, like, fall on your nose or cut a bit of your um, your scalp skull, that it bleeds a lot even if there's not a ton of damage. Yeah. So he probably, it probably looked a lot worse than it was, clearly, if he came back that night. He didn't or, like, come the back next that night, night, the next though, night. Right? The next night. Sorry, it was two days, two days later? We don't know. He didn't come back in this episode. He did. He came back at the um, cocktail party. They blurred out his face. No, I thought that was a preview for next week. But it's the same night. It's that oh, night. Oh, right. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So he came back, I guess, it was a day or two later. Right. Because there was a group date. So I guess it was a, a night and then a day and then the next night he came right. back. So he was in the hospital for two days. But that's still, like, that's how long they let you stay when you birth a child. Like, Yeah, it's probably pretty bad. <laughs> it's probably pretty bad. Also, the way Chris Harrison tortures poor Becca about this. He's like, Becca. He goes to her room. He's like, there's something you need to know. Didn't he say, like, there's been an incident? There's been an incident with one of your guys. One of your guys was rushed to the hospital. He's in intensive care. But the thing, also, as a viewer, at this point... We didn't know we how, didn't how know it had what happened. We didn't know happened. So, I thought like, he'd had a seizure or something. That I was did my too. That's what I thought. I thought maybe he'd, like... I thought he'd had a seizure and, like, fell down the stairs. Yeah. Um, and then he just said he has a busted nose, a busted face. He fell out of bed and landed on his <laughs> <Yeah>. face. <laughs> I was like, this is Chris's shining moment. He must have been so excited to go make that. He's like, I'm going to drag it out. I'm going to make it the most <laughs> dramatic ever. Yeah. yeah. And then they, like, call David up. And he's like, hey, Becca. <laughs> well, I mean, he probably. I, it can't you think be. he was f- on some pain meds? Yeah, I'm sure he was on <laughs> some pain meds. It also has to be, like, you You have to be trying to, like, cover a bit at that point because you just went to, like, you're in intensive care. <laughs> and your face is uh, yeah, destroyed. falling out of a bunk bed. It's not the most. It's not like, the sexiest it's injury. Not, yeah, I was going to say. It's not, like, the, yeah. It's not the sexiest. <laughs> it's not the sexiest. He, but his excuses, I'm just so used to sleeping in a king size bed. I was like, okay, okay, oh God, I think David. I missed that line. <laughs> Calm down, sir. Like, many of us have slept in many different sized beds yeah. without falling out. Like, I have empathy for you, but that is, come on. Yeah. That's, I've just, also, it's been what? so long since I slept in a twin size bed. I just can't contain myself what in one. What single person needs a king size bed? Uh, maybe a venture capitalist with uh, yeah, a lot of say, money. Maybe he has some sort of like crazy like night rolls or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe so he should have. Yeah. You know what? Maybe he should have alerted production yeah, and not been in a top bunk. He's like, I need a king size bed <laughs> yeah. for all of the rolling I do at night. <laughs> and then we just flash. This was so fantastic. Jordan. Just putting a little kitty rail up on David's <laughs> bed. It was a gleeful look. I think he this put them just, on. I think they put them on all the beds. They did, but they allowed, they Jordan, allowed Jordan to power to drill. <laughs> it was like this is just such a beautiful gift to production, like of anyone who was gonna fall out of the bed. Yeah, it was a real gift to production that it, was, it David. was David. And then Jordan looks at the camera and goes, "I wouldn't hurt a fly." Wink face. <laughs> he also said, I just finished putting up rails on all of the beds. 
as though like he's I think he like maybe even said like I made rails for all of the beds <laughs> as though like as though he's just Jordan out just there went, cutting like, the yeah, wood. Yeah, he went down to the wood sanding, shop. Sanding, staining. The wood shop. <laughs> that would be great. They could do something useful in their time at the mansion. Let them build furniture. This is a fantastic yeah, idea. let them build furniture and then sell it for charity. Okay, so we have to get into, we're, we're running out of time. Yeah, we have to get into this last group date. It's Clay, Leo, Kristan, <laughs> Ryan, John, Garrett, Mike, Lincoln, Connor, and Blake. We can tackle anything together. They're getting real lazy on these puns. Yeah. It's just like, we should relax, go to a spa, tackle yeah, things. they're not puns football. anymore. No, they're like... just like, we're going to tell you what we're doing. Yeah. Also, every giant beefy dude in the house was on this date. And then you had poor Ryan, the banjo guy, who's been in the show oh, almost yeah. not at all. And he's just like cute and scrawny and wears glasses. And I was like, I'm in love with you. Um but, but he, I was like, I'm sad for you that you're, you're on this on football this date. date with the like the guy who played baseball in college, the guy who is a professional football player, the guy who's like a professional sports commentator, the yeah. guy who's the Harlem Globetrotter, yes. and like Garrett, who just seems generally very athletic. Oh, and Lincoln, who's like a trainer. They're all trainers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's Ryan. And then there's Ryan. <laughs> uh. We have some women from the Legends Football League there to do drills. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I admit, I don't know anything about the Legends Football League. Me neither. I don't know anything about football. I'm That's the, the worst person to be commenting on this game. Here's the thing. I am I am part of, like, I am one of the people that is a huge football fan and huge Bachelor fan. I'm in the middle of that Venn diagram. Still do not know what the Legends Football League is. But then I felt like a bad feminist because I was like, oh, man, ladies playing football. I should know about yeah, this. It's kind of awesome. They yeah. were, like, jacked, too. They were jacked. Dina and Melissa, they're just—and they were going hard on those dudes. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Make them do all these drills. Lincoln is just a delight because he cannot do any of the fancy footwork. Nope. He's not graceful. No. <laughs> And Garrett, that was a good moment for Garrett when he's like, I just was watching Lincoln and like he was he's so big and and, <laughs> and athletic and then he just can't do any of the drills. He just can't, yeah. Yeah. Um Clay, this was meant designed for Clay to shine. Poor Clay. Justice for Clay. Justice for Clay. He's so sweet. He does you know, he seems a little a little empty sometimes up there. Like there's a little slowness. But I yeah, really but he's liked so him. Sweet. Yeah. I loved him this episode. He like totally I was totally sold on him. He's so genuine. He I I actually enjoyed. Some people have been like why did he not dominate this day? Why wasn't he just busting through all of the guys? I felt like he wasn't intentionally. He was trying to just Play, play his part, not be a show-off. Yeah. I also, so we did a little bit of research. I was like, what team does Clay play for? Um, and he hadn't played last season. Yeah, he didn't play last because season. Because he was on the injured reserve list. Right. So there is a part of me that was like, I don't think you should be playing football right now, Clay. <laughs> I know. It was just a disaster waiting to happen. It was a disaster happen. waiting to happen. Okay, I also have to say, as a football fan... I was kind of impressed with the level of football that those they were bachelor good. boys came up with. I, I mean, mean granted, I don't know anything about football, and I could tell that they were pretty good. Yeah, like, good. granted, we just listed, like, half of them are, like, athletes, 
but it was like I feel like for what I would guess a normal season of Bachelorette football the athletic game would be level like, in general on this yeah, season is really some, like, high. Yeah, there were some there were some good plays in there, some good like catches. Like there was like a great touchdown pass, and granted, there's like you know no defense really, <laughs> so it's not that hard. But I was impressed. Because I was when they said a football game, I was expecting to like watch a real train wreck. No, they did. They did really well. And yeah. then you saw Clay kind of run to to glory at the end there. Yeah, just decide. Okay, I'm I'm playing quarterback, but I'm just gonna like run, run the ball right through the defense. And he yeah. was just like busting yeah. guys left and right. And then of course trips essentially in the end zone and breaks his wrist. Yeah, no one even tackled him. Yeah. Right? No. I think he just fell. But that's the thing. That's why everyone gets nervous about their quarterback running. Because accidents happen. Oh, poor Clay. Accidents happen. And he's not, like, I mean, but that's the thing. I guess he's a tight end. So I guess he's used to, he's used to catching and running. But, like, oh, man. I just felt so bad for him. I felt so bad for him. And he just, I loved the moment where he was doing an ITM. And he just looks at the camera and he's like, I got injured playing football on The Bachelorette. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my heart just melted. And, like, I'm here for you, Clay. Uh, and he gets the group date, Rose, because Becca is into his athletic prowess. She's yeah. into athletes. She real is. Real bad. But I think also because he went to the hospital and then was like, I'll come back later to figure out exactly what this is because I got to go see Becca. Because that's yeah. what, yeah, he sort of. I mean, they knew his wrist was broken, but they didn't know what was going to have to happen. Yeah, they didn't know if it was like. Yeah, how bad it was. Yeah. Um, So I thought he deservedly got that rose. Yes, yes. So I guess he comes back during the little night portion. Yes. Did anything else really notable happen? Oh, Garrett showed Becca a tackling move and they just essentially cupped each other's asses. Yes. That was. I, I know. I was trying to, like, Garrett makes me so uncomfortable now. That, I like, know. Also, Becca was wearing some sort of, like, velvet jacket dress. I, I liked it. I did, too. But I was like, I don't even know what that is, but I'm into it. And some of the styling, it's been a real mixed it's bag for real her. Because her bag. rocker chick outfit at oh, that the was... studio date was terrible. <laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> it was so confusing. Like, why why this doesn't match, does not match the Richard Marks vibe, no. I'm going to say. They had, like, a group on for Hot Topic, and we're like, we can get it one outfit weird. from that. But it was so the weird. latter outfits, I thought that her, the slinky red dress at the end yeah. and this jacket thing were great. I just thought that jacket thing was like, I was like, I literally don't think I've seen a piece of clothing like that before, and I'm into it. She looked fantastic. I couldn't wear it because I'd be real worried that people would see my underwear all night. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, that was such a relatable moment when Garrett goes to pick her up and she's like, my dress, my dress, yeah. I'm coming, please stop. <laughs> I know there down. was a part of me that like when he said I want to show you some tackling moves, I wanted to be like, do you see what she's wearing? <laughs> Maybe now's not the time. Yeah, she's like, come on, could you have done this when I was in shorts yeah. and a jersey before? Yeah. Uh, Blake calls Becca his girlfriend yeah Blake is so cute Blake is really cute he's really cute I'm very into Blake yeah I like Blake he's a very like melt your heart smile yeah and he who says one of them says like I just want to take a nap with you oh I don't remember I think that was her I think it was her yeah that's really and she says or or he says that and 
she says, oh, you think I'm your girlfriend? Because he calls her his girlfriend. It was just very cute. It was cute. They both seemed really giddy. They kiss. He's like, he's up there. He's I up there so, with Garrett. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Then Clay comes back and they they talk. He says, yeah, he didn't want to miss time with Becca. So he delayed his appointment. And she's seems really impressed that he didn't get arrogant or cocky or anything on the date. And he's just like, he is, he does defy every stereotype you might have about what a professional football player who goes on The Bachelorette might be like. Yeah, that's the thing. He's like... That's why I like him. So sweet and quiet. It would... I Like, if you just looked at that group it, of men it's and were disarming. like... It's disarming. It's really nice. Um, and unfortunately, later... I mean, I'll just skip ahead a little bit. During the cocktail party, we do not get a rose ceremony, which I hate I when hate they it. do this. I hate it so I hate much. it so much. Well, because then once they do it, now it's like we're not going to get a rose ceremony at the end for, like, the rest of the season. I know. They it's like start once the, they haven't cross they learned, into the it. The audience hates. I hate it. hate it. I hate it. Um, so this is the beginning of, you know, the end for <laughs> yeah. us, for the structure. But Clay, I guess, goes to the doctor the next day and he needs surgery. He needs surgery. And I would imagine that a surgery on your wrist when you are a professional athlete then requires physical therapy and yeah. weeks of recovery. And you I need mean, to make sure thing. it's healing correctly. When did they start filming this? Um, March. Yeah, that's like that's it's so I just like feel really bad for him because that's tricky because if you have to surgery and then rehab, he's probably not going to be. Totally. Is he going to be able to play? I don't know if he's going to be able to play in the season. And he's a free agent. Like, he's not signed right. with the team right now. So you're trying to, like, get someone to hire you me, like hire you while Sucks. you're injured. I just feel really bad you know, he for He even him. says, like, his career is what supports his whole family, essentially. Yeah. And uh, they had a really lovely goodbye, though. Yeah. No, it was sort of teary-eyed. They clearly have a lot of... I think they both know, like, we're not each other's matches, but there's a lot of mutual respect and affection yeah. there. And that was very evident. And I think we deserve more clay on our TV screens. And I have a sneaking suspicion he will at least be offered... He might be in Mexico right now, is what I'm saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> they I are hope... currently filming. Oh, Bachelor are they? Paradise. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so, too. He seems like a really, like... That's the thing. He seems like a really sweet dude who will be, like, the right dude for someone. He's cute, too. Yeah. Yeah, very into him, and I hope that we see and, him on our TV. And also, again. like you know, he plays football, but like he's never been like the starting tight end anywhere. So maybe he doesn't have too many brain injuries, right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know what? That's a real upside of all of this. Yeah, he might not have CTE. Yeah, <laughs> so that's good, and he gives back. The group date rose in a heartbreaking moment, which means one of these other doofuses has just got saved. Uh, and then we end on Becca saying he is such a big, big heart, basically. We we end on Clay's exit. Yeah. Was there anything else that stood out to you before we— Well, then we... she had her moment of, like, uh, I have nothing left. I'm done. Right. This is what breaks her. Yeah. Her and I did have a moment dress. where I was like, I get that it must be, you must be really tired. It must be hard, but it is episode three. You can't be done yet. You have so much you left. I'm so, so sorry. There are going to be so many more go. tears. Yeah. Like, that was a nice one. You didn't have to break anyone's heart. He just had to make a good decision for his life and no, his family. You didn't even have to dump him. This is yeah. like the most beautiful mutual parting we've yeah. seen. Yeah. So, like, this can't be what breaks you, <laughs> Becca. There's so many more worse yeah. things to come. You're literally about to deal with a guy who 
has a completely broken face. Yeah, who I don't think you were into at all. Like, that's the hard thing I feel like that's going to be the hard thing about David is that, like, I don't think she was really into David. I think she's that David and Jordan are going to be annoying enough that she's just going to be able to send both of them home soon. Hopefully. I think so. I think Hopefully, they're going to Hopefully, but it's going to be so much welcome. harder to send someone home with a broken face. She'll have to wait a week. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, the obligatory. Although, would it? Just be amazing if she sent him home while his face was While his face was. I want it to be bad enough to live up to the fact that they blurred out his face in In the promo. In the promo, yeah. Um, So I guess we'll see in a week. But I'm ready for him to just be. What if they just just blur out his face in the whole episode? (laughs) It's like the black box, but his whole face. Yeah, but his whole face. You know what? I'm here for it. This is a suggestion, Bachelor editors. I mean, I can also totally see, like, if I fell out of a bunk bed and fucked up my whole face and then had to go back on national TV, I might be like, can you just, uh... He can't even wear makeup. I mean, he can, but I he mean, probably... Yeah, but it's probably... He probably isn't. Yeah. And okay. that's the thing. It's not like he, like, did something cool and hurt himself so he can be like, yep, these are my battle wounds. He's like, I am a tiny <laughs> child who <laughs> yes. fell out of my bunk yes. bed onto my face. It's a very dramatic episode, though. There were two ambulances. So what are your, yeah, what are your closing thoughts? What are, how do you feel about this season thus far? Um, I mean, I still feel like I'm having, I, it's so early, I'm really having trouble keeping track of who <laughs> everyone is um, and if I like them. Because um, sometimes I'll see one of the dudes with terrible hair and be like, oh, I think I hate him. And then be like, oh, no, that's right. He's one of the guys I like. Um I don't, I don't know. I think if this season is hard for me because I'm so worried she's going to pick Garrett. Like, I feel like there's, like, this shadow hanging over me this whole season. I know. I think I've just had to square myself with, square that with myself and be like, this is about the journey, not the destination. Because ultimately, if Garrett gets picked, then there's no chance he'll be the next Bachelor. So it might be a, she might be taking one for the team. Well, I also like to believe there's no chance he would be the next Bachelor yeah, at this I, point. I think at this point he probably at this wouldn't point, be anyway. Uh, but I, I'm, I feel like at this point I'm more watching for who's going to be on Paradise and who's yeah. going to be the next Bachelor. But that's why I think like which is a little sad. Which is a little I love sad, Becca. But I do think that's kind of like my season. I'm like a little bit removed from like the love aspect of it and sort of just trying to remember who these dudes are and being like, do I want to see you later? Well, that's like, always what happens this early. Yeah. Or I'm like, or like maybe can one of them be awesome enough to rescue her from Garrett? Blake? It's down to you, Blake. I know. Or Jason. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very, like, I haven't fully invested, I think, in this season yet. Well, um, it's st- still early. It's still early. There are probably many broken faces to come. It's true. Yeah. Also, I think you know, like I was, I was so upset about Ari's season that I think there's like a small part of me that's still like forgiving ABC for making <laughs> me watch him. Well, thank you for you know pushing past that. You know, you're welcome. Despite your discomfort and we, coming here and talking about it with we me, we all have to do things that are hard sometimes. You know, that's what being an adult is. It's what being a adult. An adult with professionality is (laughs) And now it's time for Feminism Fails. We only have a couple. Somehow these guys are absurd without being total misogynists. So far. Well done, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's only, you know, it's still early. (laughs) First and most egregiously, Jordan says to Becca, 
you are something that I would like to see myself next to. I'm going to give that one a four, maybe a 4.5, because the first rule of dating is knowing that women aren't things. Yeah. It's, I feel like the, a very a, a good tip. Don't call the girl you're on a date with a thing. It's just a pro tip for all, yeah. all the men out there all who the want to date ladies. And then this is a small thing, but Leo kind of shit talks Mike on the group date for looking like a lovely blonde woman. I'm going to give that one a two because I'm not sure, you know, he, uh, the intention, I think, was just to, like, be needling him. But yeah. it really bothered me and felt a little bit like, oh, what an insult that this man might be a little bit more effeminate or that you might confuse someone for, you know, not conforming to the gender they were assigned from behind. Like, it just, yeah, it had weird undertones. Didn't love it. Going to give it, like, a two, 2.5. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks, of course, to our guest, Aaron Dark, and to our producer, Nick Offenberg. You can find Here to Make Friends on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find me and Claire individually on Instagram and Twitter. Claire is at Claire E. Fallon, and I'm at Emma Lady Rose. And of course, leave us a review, subscribe on iTunes. It really helps the show. We will be back next week. Unfortunately for me, Claire will still be on vacation, but I'm going to have two very special guest hosts. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.